Hi, I'm Dane Shiner. And I'm J.V. Hampton Van Sant. And welcome to Wannabe Film Buffs. Where we watch all the movies that we somehow managed to miss until now. So. Oh, God. This evening, this, uh, this morning, uh, we have Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers, Electric Boogaloo. Fuck yeah. Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> what's Fuck that yeah. movie? Is it in 2? Yeah, it's Breakin' 2 Electric Boogaloo. That's what that's from. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah, that's what it's from. Yeah. Oh, I've literally <laughs> never, never known what that was from. God. Consider yourself lucky, I guess? Yeah, I know uh, where it's from, but I have never seen where it's from. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, listeners, this is our second time attempting this recording. We are, we we will see how punchy this gets during the beginning section of this. Yeah, because it got punchy last night, and it was it was good. It was good. We didn't. It wasn't because it was punchy that we have to redo this. No, you, you can blame the we capture. Me. It's all fine. right. Once more with feeling. Ugh. Yes. Oh, I just thought of Buffy, <laughs> and it just made in a way that made me sad. But I don't know why. It's fine. <laughs> we'll it's keep Buffy. <laughs> All right. Buffy doesn't make me sad. Whatever. It's fine. We're, let's. <laughs> let's... We'll, we'll, we'll work through this. <laughs> Woo! Um. So yeah. Uh, the two towers. Yes, it was released <laughs> in just... two thousand two. Which uh, came out. What? A year? Oh god! I just realized the title of this movie, and I yeah. realized the <laughs> yeah oh, painfully close after nine eleven. We're that not we're not like gonna a... touch that right now. That feels like a mistake, but also I don't know what else they could have named it. So I mean, that's, like, that's literally the the, yeah. <laughs> like, oh boy, um, I, it is what it is. It's fine. Um. Oh no. <laughs> All right. I hope it didn't affect the movie in any way. I don't think it did. Well, I mean, because we're about to get into like the awards and whatnot, so I guess it really probably didn't. Maybe. I have uh-huh. no idea. I got nothing on that. I don't I know any like Chicago. really painfully white nationalist individuals who would not go to this movie because of the title. So. <laughs> <laughs> highly funny to me. <laughs> oh, patriotism it goes so far, y'all. Um, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> Lord of the Rings: The Two Towers released in two thousand two, uh, directed by Peter Jackson, written by Peter Jackson, Philippa Boynes, and Fran Walsh. It is number fifteen on IMDb's top two fifty. We originally got here with uh, Return of the King for our rendition mm-hmm. of series binge hell. Um, yes. It won two Oscars for mm. Best Sound Editing mm. and Best Visual Effects. Yes, it did. And then it was nominated for another four. And they were all snubbed by Chicago. <laughs> and there's, a lot, there's a lot there. <laughs> and I, I love the music from Chicago. Uh, I, I put I put Chicago in the same vein 
as like Greece, where the music is wonderful, but holy fuck, is this musical about nothing? <laughs> oh, I feel yeah. that, Wait. but you know what? It is better than Rent. Oh, everything's better than Rent. Big but I, in the same category <laughs> as Rent because it's the same thing. It is great music, but also about nothing. I oh. fully will just be honest. I I have a special place in my heart for Rent, despite the fact that I could only watch the first half of it. And the main reason for this is because the first gay people that I ever was able to interact with, the thing we bonded over was Rent, and I was the only one that hadn't seen it. And they were all very displeased that I hadn't seen it. So they invited me over, and I got to watch it surrounded by surrounded by just a bunch of gays for the first time and it was a bunch of theater gays specifically and it was just lovely it was purely lovely the gay community really needs to think of better movies as their cultural touchstones we really do we really do i mean yeah in fairness like everybody involved was like 16 so like i don't know it was really a larger gay culture issue so much as it was we were 16 yeah but like every gay i know of is obsessed with rent Uh... you know what just watch but i'm a cheerleader that's my favorite it's great oh that was good it took me a long time to see that one but that one was good um side note what um was i'm not remembering when um we last talked about um a a a glitzy musical that won a bunch of things that we were confused by but i'm pretty sure the last one was um moulin rouge yeah we talked about that literally last episode with okay cool Honestly, it's because I edited a bunch of episodes like immediately <laughs> after that last one. So I was like, "When did we talk about it? I don't remember." But yeah, everything, yeah, that was part. Yeah, that was part was of fellowship. Together. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I thought about that. First of all, I didn't realize that the Moulin Rouge was an actual place. Oh yeah, <laughs> I I fully didn't know that, and I I was looking up. Um, uh, who was I looking up? This has nothing to do with Lord of the Rings other than, like, there are no black people in Lord of the Rings, so I decided I was going to look up things about black people, um, and one of them was Josephine Baker, and I was, like, looking up I Josephine Baker and, like, places she had danced. Oh, oh, same. Fully, the, I, fully the thing that I was looking up was the banana dance. That was fully what yep. I was looking up, because of course I was. Damn it. I am 100% there with you, though. Uh, all of the faces she made were so fucking funny. Like, just, like, she knew it was when, up. Like, even when everything else that was happening was, like, kind of sexy, her faces just sort of fucked it up, and it was really funny. <laughs> but, like, intentionally fucked it up. But, like, oh, yeah. I don't know. It made it good. Ooh, I dropped my phone. That's fine. So, um, the, uh, the four Oscars. <laughs> yes. Uh, best Picture. <laughs> they had to give something to I don't remember who directed Chicago never mind I was about to that, like, mm, like they had to give them something I was like it doesn't matter uh, that that was the useless point um, um, and also not true art direction which I'm pretty sure in this case is mostly set design 
Mm-hmm. So, uh, Helm's Deep and Adoras and Fangorn Forest and literally all of Middle-earth lost to some jail cells, a theater, <laughs> and a black backdrop with some spotlights. And a thing with lights on it that people shot with fake machine guns. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why that I don't know why that's the shot that's sticking in my mind from it, but that's it. <laughs> well, I guess the only thing was like the series of jail cells that people were dancing in during the cell block tango, but that I think again goes to a different type of direction. I don't know. Yeah, that, 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 was... that is choreography. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is yeah. I guess, I don't know, I think also the, the lighting of it was good too, but again, that's also, whatever, they have other categories for that, and they did it They did at the time, and I'm pretty sure they still do. Oh dear. Anyway. <laughs> so third one is film editing. Uh, I don't know that much about film editing to know whether or not this was a snub. Mm. And Beth Sound. Do. It was a musical. It was That's a musical. the only reason why. Yeah. Yep. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't you want to take my picture? I don't know why. That's the quote that I've got from it. Anyway, that's, that's not even a quotable line. That's just her yelling at the at the media. <laughs> anyway, it's fine. <laughs> um, but this, uh, I. Mm, I think some of the things that this didn't have going for it was that it's the second in a trilogy, which in some cases it means it's going to be the best one. Like, um, in, but also weirdly, because I think the last one we had for this was, um, well, the last one we had for this was The Dark Knight, which is the standout one of the three. Yes. And the one before that, was The Godfather Part 2. Which I had the same opinion of The Godfather Part 2 that I had here in terms of, like, the fact that this movie felt like it could have been two separate movies. Like, if it had been cut differently, could have been two separate movies, even though things were happening simultaneously and that was important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, that was like, that's how it was written. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, it just, like, there were parts of it that felt like it dragged for me, and I think that's, that might be one of the reasons. Because there were parts that they didn't need to add. Yeah, because the Aragorn, Gimli, and Legolas stuff was all in the first part of Two Towers, and then the Gollum, Sam, and Frodo stuff were the second half. Shelob Mm -hmm. happens in Two Towers, Towers. in the books. Yeah. Can I tell you straight up that I, that was what I was waiting for? That was the <laughs> sequence I was waiting for. And then to realize when I got to the end of this movie that that's in the next one, yeah. I was kind of mad. Like, I was <laughs> genuinely a little bit mad. It's like, wait, isn't this supposed to happen? Did I miss a scene? Nah, no, no giant spider this X-Men? time. <laughs> oh, oh, we'll get there next time but i think i don't know this one did feel like it was a little long i guess we can get to opinions after we get through this long as fuck 
Synopsis. Summary. Synopsis. Yeah. Yes, synopsis. indeed. Synopsis is literally like six pages. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. Jesus Christ. I have it. I have it. I have the text at like font size 18 listeners because I am old. It's fine. Um, so should we establish a reading order before we go? Yes. Oh. I'm presuming. Oh, oh no. Hold on. Sorry. Uh, was the words we should establish an order there? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. The thing weirdly cut out for for me a second ago. I don't know if it did for you, Christine. Nah. Mm. All right. It's fine. Anyway, hopefully that doesn't fuck things up. We should be fine. Um, <laughs> that's my attitude for today. Um, so order. Uh, I guess we can keep the same as last time. Does that work? Sure. Uh, you, me, and Christine? Yeah. Cool. Cool. All right. So I'll kick us off. Da-da-da-da. Okay. <clears throat> the film begins with a flashback to the first film, with Gandalf battling the Balrog on the bridge of Kazakh Doom. But this time continues from Gandalf's perspective, with the scene continuing to follow both, to follow both as they hurtle down below while fighting while in freefall. The moment they hit the water of an underground lake, Frodo awakens from his dream and continues his journey with his trusted boyfriend, um, <laughs> Sam, through oh the rocky oh reaches of Emin Mule, where they become lost. I'm just correcting certain things. Yeah, this is totally this. like a historical thing where they're like best friends and buried together, but historians call them best friends. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> Confirmed bachelors, everybody. Anyway, um, <laughs> that's gotta be one of my favorite terms ever. By the way, I'm just truly <laughs> same. Uh, might be the name of a group chat I'm in. Anyway, it's fine. Um, so the <laughs> the soon they are attacked by a the ring possessed golem slash our favorite crackhead, wishing to <laughs> retrieve his precious from the ones he thinks stole it from him. The hobbits subdue and bind him with Sam's elven rope. I almost said with Sam's BDSM rope given to him by the elven elder Galadriel and Lorien. Some bear twink play. <laughs> I will, oh god, I can't. Um, Sam distrusts Gollum and wishes to abandon him. But Frodo understands the burden of the creature and takes pity on him. In need of a guide, Frodo removes the rope from Gollum's neck and persuades him to lead them to the Black Gate of Mordor. In Rohan... The pack of Urukai run across the grassy landscape with their captives, Merry and Pippin. Aragorn, Legolas, and Gimli are in pursuit, following three days of running, which that really felt like three days reading it in the books, let me tell you. Legolas, <laughs> it honestly moody. felt it in the movie a little bit, but that's <laughs> my, my God. long shots of that, like just them walking across the mountain and Gimli being tired. <laughs> I mean, at least they made it funny with Gimli and epic with the Fellowship of the Ring theme. Honestly, yeah. That's we fair. didn't have that in the books. <laughs> oh, that's real. Oh, dear. 
Legolas surmises that the, uh, that uh, they're taking the hobbits to Isengard. God, 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 God. Oh God! Remind me, I have to send you a video later. Tell me when it is Gandalf. I want to decide. Where Saruman is marshalling his Urukai forces to do the bidding of Sauron. In the kingdom of Rohan, home of the horse lords, King Theoden is mentally and physically weak due to the enchantments of his steward, Grima Wormtongue, who is secretly in the service of Saruman. Orcs and wild men from Dunland, incited by Saruman, freely roam the land and kill the people, including the king's only son, Theodred. Theoden's nephew, Aomer, interrogates Grima, angrily realizing he has lustful eyes for Aomer's sister, Eowyn, and that he is now an agent of Saruman. Grima banishes Aomer for undermining his authority, and Aomer sets forth to gather the remaining loyal men of the Rohirrim throughout the land. Aomer and his Rohirrim ambush and kill all of the orcs and Urukai holding the two hobbits captive at nightfall. During the battle, Merry and Pippin narrowly escape their captors by fleeing into the nearby Fangorn Forest. Aomer later encounters Aragorn, Legolas, and Gimli, and in turn tells Aragorn that there are no survivors of the orc slash Urukai slaughter. Upon arriving at the battle at the battle site, <laughs> Aragorn rolls a net twenty. <laughs> I can tell from these tiny clumps of grass everything that happened. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, I love that scene. Don't get me wrong. That is a net twenty. <laughs> there is no way it could be anything other than he rolled a net twenty. <laughs> So, oh, Arag- or Aragorn uh, rolls his nat 20 tracking skills and finds um, hobbit tracks that lead into Fangorn. <laughs> we see Merry and Pippin as they flee into the forest, pursued by the orc who previously attacked them. They are aided by Treebeard, the oldest of the tree-like creatures, the Ents, who takes them to the one he calls the White Wizard, whom Merry and Pippin assume to be Saruman. We leave them looking up at him. Mm-hmm. Frodo and Sam traverse the dead marshes, passing the undead fallen warriors of the Second Age who haunt the marshes. Frodo becomes enchanted by the spirits living in the waters of the marsh and falls the fuck in because (laughs) goddammit. He had one rule. (laughs) Can I just... (laughs) This man falls asleep too goddamn easy and it's like the like has to have what I'm trying to think of I'm trying to think of like which ability it would be that like just causes people like that not the um like I'm thinking about a character sheet right now, and I'm trying to figure out what what his lowest stat is in wisdom. Because wisdom, wisdom. All right, so he keeps he, passing the he fuck rolled out. a negative like two on his wisdom save. <laughs> yeah, like he's consistently rolling low on his wisdom saves, and thus falls into the goddamn march 
um, also, being enchanted by those spirits. Also, extremely mm-hmm. low dexterity given the amount of times Frodo fucking falls trips. down in this trilogy. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and like the number of times where he's almost overwhelmed by like some basic ass shit that he shouldn't be overwhelmed by yeah. like and it just like I I understand why it just it's, it starts to after a while become a little bit unbelievable yep. and this I, is where the first moment of that occurs for me I'm just gonna <laughs> say one thing Book Frodo mm-hmm. is infinitely better Book Frodo with toughest goddamn nails. <laughs> book, yeah. book Frodo, legit, in the first movie, she's like, I got stabbed. I'm good. Like, we got two weeks of travel. I'm good. Like, let's go. And then Ryan <laughs> left- himself to Rivendell, crosses the border, and then tells the Ringwraiths to fuck off. And it's gold. <laughs> Like the mortal blade. Get that? Because you know what, there had to be cuts somewhere. But the mortal blade is known to like take down men within like a day, right? And here's Mm. little old Frodo just like, I'm good. (laughs) I'm fine. All these people are bitches. I mean, like my arm hurts, but whatever. Yeah. um, (laughs) Oh man. This interpretation of Frodo Baggins. Uh, falls under the thing that I like to call protagonist syndrome. Yes. Where mm-hmm. they may be the main character, but by their actions, you would never tell. Because yeah. they don't do anything. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Oh my god. Uh, anyway, like, back to this. Yeah. He is pulled out before he drowns um, by Gollum. The three then also hide from a newly seated ringwraith flying on his Fell beast, which looks like a large black dragon for those who are unaware of what a fell beast is. But anyway, yes. In Fangorn Forest, Aragorn, Legolas, and Gimli discover the mysterious white wizard who is ultimately shown to be Gandalf reborn, now known as Gandalf the White. Level up! Gandalf the Great and Gandalf the White. He speaks of his ordeal with the Balrog, and we see his defeat of the Balrog. Gandalf Gandalf summons Shadowfax, the Lord of the Maris, an ancient and noble race of horses, and the quartet proceed to Edoras. Meanwhile, Frodo, Sam, and Gollum reach the Black Gate, finding it to be heavily guarded. Uh... There's some parentheses here written by someone who is clearly a Tolkien nerd. I'm not reading it because it doesn't matter. Um, Who I absolutely looked up, by the way. Like, when (laughs) I, like, I looked at, I, well, because it pops up in the um, sort of annotations, like, that these people are the Easterlings. They do not otherwise say that these are the Easterlings. Yeah. So as soon as I saw that, I was like, oh, shit. Well, first of all, I live for their armor. Yes. It's gorgeous. Yes, their yeah, armor is it. gold. The armor and... of the enemy and their overall aesthetic is glamorous as hell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, they be fighting. Oh, oh, anyway, we'll get to that later. <laughs> <laughs> but that's fine. Um, But yeah, no, I I looked them up and I, I was like, yes, I'm. I wish they named them. They deserved it. But anyway, it's yeah. fine. Mm. Oh, wait. 
hold on. Are you? Hello. Huh? Yes. You you, you there? Cool. Mm-hmm. Dane, can yeah. you hear us? Uh oh, there you are. Hang on a minute. Hello. Uh, okay, okay, there we go. <laughs> well, uh, we tried. Uh, audio troubles here. Uh, oh boy. <laughs> only to have Gollum uh, reveal to them a less risky path. Sam remains distrustful, but Frodo gives them the benefit of the doubt and begins calling him Smeagol. While observing Thus the making game... Sam a jealous boyfriend. Anyway, continue. <laughs> <laughs> yep. He is. Frank like he never existed. (laughs) 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 Salty. Anyway. (laughs) While observing the gate, the rocky ledge on which Sam lays gives way and Sam lays gives way and yes, he tumbles way down the cliff. Uh, (laughs) rushes to help him and in desperation throws the cloak given to him by galadriel over them both easterlings who'd wandered over to investigate the disturbance are unable to see them under the cloak which has the appearance of a boulder gandalf and company approach medusa there we go in edoras where theodred has just died with eowyn at his bedside after much ado they exorcise Sarum and Spirit from King Theoden and banish Wormtongue. Theoden is confronted with his dead son and, rather than risk open war, decides to flee to a large fortress called Helm's Deep, in which in times of trouble have saved the people of Rohan. Gandalf leaves to find Eomer and his Rohirrim, promising to return within five days, as a strong attraction draws Eowyn to Aragorn during the journey to Helm's Deep. <laughs> I got words. Horny movie. <laughs> it is. It really is. The um, horniest of the three. <laughs> God damn, that's very true. Gimli dwarf sex and oh yeah, uh, the boyfriend energy of Frodo Sam. The boyfriend energy is so real, but yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> Wormtongue flees to Orthanc and tells Saruman of Rohan breaking from their grip. Saruman then decides to destroy Rohan. I mean, <laughs> anyway, just Saruman decides to destroy Rohan. Is honestly just—I don't know why that that line is very funny to me. It, it's a bit—I don't want to say it's an understatement because it isn't, but it's very simple. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, oh, that. Okay, yeah, it's oh, right, but it, there, it's, like, it's not enough. There, there's nothing in between there. Yeah. <laughs> like, all right, I'm deciding to destroy Rohan. The summary just, of the whole. He just woke up one day, it. just like. <laughs> like it's a Tuesday. <laughs> I live for this summary. I really want to know who wrote this, but like, it's God, fine. it's it's like the meme with the cat with the book, <laughs> and just yeah. Up. I'm going to destroy Rohan. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Inethelian Smeagol battles his split personality in an attempt to befriend Frodo and Sam and ultimately banishes Gollum, his evil half, a.k.a. his addiction, but whatever, fine. <laughs> um, and also not at all. But anyway, that's whatever. Um, the two hobbits are witness to an ambush of Southrons 
but are taken captive by soldiers of Gondor. Also have, like, some chic-as-fuck armor with some giant elephants. That's real. Yes. Honestly, genuine. Like, I, I live for those. The elephants are so pretty. The enemy aesthetic is the best. <laughs> it's so bad, like, but it's so good. That Mina Mortal <laughs> chic is amazing. <laughs> Mm -hmm. real (laughs) anyway uh, meanwhile uh, along the journey to Helm's Deep Eowyn becomes even more thirsty for Aragorn Uh, (laughs) I get it I have a comment about the king so I'm going to save it for that okay (laughs) cool Uh, when the travelers are attacked by Saruman's wargs and their orc riders an unhappy Eowyn is tasked with keeping the people of Adarath safe, <laughs> seeing the people of Adarath safely to Helm's Deep. During the battle, Aragorn is dragged by a warg. Uh, wargs are known for their sassy drags. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Just leave that there and expect me not to die. I can't. Anyway. The warg was just like, motherfucker, <laughs> you had way more confidence. <laughs> you couldn't wait to be king of Gondor. <laughs> Your weave is fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> time to like keep up that shit he is like the greasiest person (laughs) anyway he he falls off the cliff into a raging river as the grief stricken survivors reluctantly move on to the fortress in a word he is deceased Uh, (laughs) (laughs) that words about that scene too when we get there Mm. Mm mm-hmm (sighs) <sighs> I can't believe we're we just <laughs> listeners. We just got to like one of the lines we got to last night. Where it <laughs> anyway, it's fine. It's fine. We'll just say it, and we'll hear where it happened. It's fine. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> In Isengard, Saruman reveals his huge <laughs> His huge army. <laughs> Wing. army. We are 12. Two worm tongue. It sends him off to make war on elves. <laughs> he his huge army and then makes a war. <laughs> and thousand times over. Oh my I god! Mean... <laughs> Can you tell we're all hoarding because of quarantine? Anyway, <laughs> oh real. Uh... Oh man. Oh god. Oh boy. Okay, Merry and Pippin in the company of Treebeard realize the war is starting in Rohan. Oh, wait, no, there's a comma there. War is starting. In Rohan, Aragorn washes up on the river's edge and is nudged back to consciousness by his horse, Brago, best horse. Battered but undaunted, he rides to Helm's Deep. 
In Rivendell, Elrond knows that the Age of Elves is ending and convinces Arwen that it is hopeless to stay and she should leave for the Grey Havens. Elrond shows her a prophetic vision that if she waits for Aragorn, even if he succeeds in destroying Sauron and becomes King of Gondor, he will still succumb to mortality. Arwen will suffer grievously once he is dead and will be left to wither away. She reluctantly agrees to leave. Meanwhile, back in Gondor, Frodo and Sam are taken to Hanath. I love this language. It's really difficult to say it when you're running on little sleep. I'm just saying. Hanath Anun. And brought before a Faramir, where they learn their captor is the younger brother of Boromir. Smeagol eluded capture, and in order to save his life, is lured unknowingly into a trap by Frodo, bringing back his golem alter ego. Faramir learns of the One Ring, and, seeking to prove his worth to his father, decides the ring shall go to Gondor. Sub question here. Um, so it says that Aragorn is just downstream. <laughs> Yeah. And I'm just imagining all Legolas had to do was look down. <laughs> he ain't that Legolas, bright, all right? What do your elf eyes see 40 feet away from you? Look, down they were away. all like, we oh. don't have time. And it's like, he's five feet that way. And I'm pretty sure they were heading in the direction of downstream. Yeah, listen. Like based on visibly where they were walking, Legolas straight up saw him, said, "Nah," because he wanted some time with Gimli. All right, he wants some alone time with Gimli. (laughs) That's not not true. Like there's just horniest of Lord of the Rings. (laughs) (laughs) Oh God. Careless Whispers is the opening to this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Looking at the ring, kind of weird. Anyway, that's fine. Um, (laughs) It does go in On his way to Helm's Deep, Aragorn passes Saruman's army of Urukai, which numbers at least 10,000 strong. His arrival is met with relief, but it is short-lived when the news that there are only... Oh, sorry. It is short-lived with the news that there are only 300 men in the stronghold. He counsels Theoden to send for aid, but his plea falls on deaf ears, and, or deaf and despairing ears, my apologies. Um, <clears throat> at Fangorn Forest, Treebeard and the other Ents with... Oh, oh sorry. Sorry. Treebeard and the other Ents, with Merry and Pippin along for the ride, hold a council to decide on the role of the Ents in the war with Saruman. Back at Helm's Deep, every male, <clears throat> wow, um, <laughs> old enough to hold a sword, really? That's it? That Whatever, fine, um, is called to service. And the women fall back into the fortress because feminism doesn't exist in this time. Anyway. We'll get to that. <laughs> night falls. <laughs> the, the defenders are ready for attack. Then, in the midst of despair, a battalion of elven archers from Lorien, led by Haldir, arrives <sighs> to assist in the ensuing battle. So can we talk about how Theoden is kind of a shitty king? He's the literal worst. Oh, yeah, no, he's kind of awful. 
first. Speaking of failures of government, like I said earlier, he was who I was referring to. Oh, I figured, yeah. <laughs> so first, like, he just does not call for aid when it's 300 against 10,000. And then when they're all about to die, just kind of sends them to their death because... Glory. (laughs) I have words about that whole situation, and I hope you guys are ready for it. I'm prepared. Glory in getting yourself killed. In a (sighs) situation that you put yourself in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> mm-hmm. My God. You know, if Lord of the Rings was an all-woman fellowship, this movie trilogy would be about 45 minutes. Yes. <laughs> this would have been <laughs> one Easily. movie long, and I would have enjoyed it. Because... By it would have gotten a 12 out of 10. <laughs> because by the movie logic of Lord of the Rings, not the book logic, a female fellowship would have decided to take the eagles to Mordor. <laughs> I said movie logic of Middle Earth, not book. Understood, but listen. I done did it now, listeners. We ain't doing that right now. <laughs> we'll get but, there. Well, okay, you know what? It would have worked in the movies because even though the eagles are their own autonomous people, right? They don't have to, like, actually answer to anyone. They actually directly answer to Monway. But whatever. I digress. <laughs> Any female character could have walked up and been like, sup, wanna help? And they would have been like, chill, let's go. <laughs> Genuinely, I, I can't. <laughs> it's just it's so, it's uh, uh, this is why I was saying we should have elected a woman, but it's fine. We'll we'll get there. It's fine. Uh, anyway, I believe this section is yours, Dane. Uh, mm-hmm. Yes, it is. I've, I've been sitting here trying to figure out where we left off. <laughs> the defenders um, wait on it... the walls as lightning reveals Saruman's massive. <laughs> oh, pouring rain an old man on the wall accidentally lets loose an arrow killing an Uruk the battle of Helm's Deep begins with a flurry of arrows from both human and elven archers cutting down dozens of Urukai. scaling ladders are placed upon the deeping wall and Urukai swarm up to engage the defenders this was a really fun part in Lord of the Rings Conquest though uh, meanwhile fair <laughs> oh god that movie that movie that video game was gold uh, meanwhile <laughs> back at the Entef council Merry and Pippin become frustrated by the slow progress back at Helm's Deep the defenses are slowly being breached and the enemy manages to breach the wall through its sewer drain which the treacherous Wormtongue told Saruman of using a rudimentary explosive device created by the wizard god what an innovator you know despite Aragorn's <laughs> best efforts the Urukai managed to penetrate the main gate and got weird with a choice. And soon the stronghold is overrun. In Fangorn, Treebeard and the other Ents have decided not to have any involvement in the war. In the midst of battle, Haldir falls in battle. Oh god, this whoever wrote this. Two of the same words in the same line. Anyway, um and the few remaining elves fall fall back to the keep. In the Hornburg, the Uruks uh, have scaled the walls and have breached the gate. For <laughs> speaking, forcing the defenders 
to also retreat into the keep. Frustrated further by the Ents' decision to not participate in the war, Pippin cleverly takes Treebeard to the section of Fangor Forest near Isengard that Saruman has decimated to build the forges necessary to make weapons for his army. Treebeard is filled with rage at Saruman's betrayal and commands all the Ents to seek vengeance. They gather and embark upon the last march of the Ents towards Isengard. At the ruins of Osgiliath, Faramir talks of sending his father a great gift, the ring, to be used as a weapon that will help win the war. Sam tells him that the ring drove Boromir to madness and dishonor. Meanwhile, as the keep is now under attack, and remembering Gandalf's word from before he departed, of looking for him at dawn at mm, of looking for him at dawn on the fifth day, Aragorn and the rest make one last gallant ride on horseback to attack the Urukai army in a desperate bid to allow the Rohirrim's women and children to escape into the glittering caves behind the keep. As the riders are surrounded and all seems lost, Aragorn looks up to see Gandalf at the top of the tall hill before the fortress. With him are Aomer, loved him, oh, yeah. and 2,000 riders of the Rohirrim. As they descend, the sun rises over the hill, blinding the Uruk army. In Isengard, the Ents attack, tossing stones and rocks while collapsing a dam to flood its surroundings and destroy the system of tunnels and foundries beneath it while Saruman looks on frantically from his tower. All I'm saying, this is why you don't piss off a tree. Anyway. Basically. <laughs> back in um, back in Osgiliath, the hobbits are confronted by a ringwraith and its fell beast. With the help of Sam and Faramir's well-aimed arrow, Frodo, who is feeling more and more the pull of the ring, narrowly escapes the ringwraith's efforts to capture him. As we watch the army at Helm's Deep route... Yeah, sorry. Route... uh, Route? What? I deep... Whatever. I'm going to say route because that seems like what that word is. Um, The evil army and... The Ents succeed in demolishing Isengard. Sam narrates how the story must go on and that they must finish their quest regardless of the danger because there is still good in the world and it's worth fighting for. <clears throat> okay, the best boyfriend speech ever. I love yeah. it so much. Right? Oh, yeah, very good. Faramir hears this and decides to free them because conscience. <laughs> yeah. We'll get the Faramir later. <laughs> <laughs> Gandalf and the others now admit a full war is inevitable. Asan will surely seek retribution for the defeat of Saruman. And their only hope rests with Frodo and Sam, who have resumed their journey to Mordor. Accompanying them once again, and feeling betrayed after his mistreatment by Faramir's men, Gollum's darker nature returns and decides to reclaim the ring by leading Frodo and Sam to her. Dun, dun, dun! Uh, And now that we've finally finished it... Yes. Fuck. Um, so... Alright. Um, not gonna... I'm going to just skip over the fun facts. I just don't feel like they're necessary. Um, I've done this the last, like, two times, but it also just doesn't feel... I don't know. Like, I feel like the ones that held from the last one still a little bit hold over here. Um, mm-hmm. 
in terms of like things that might have been there in the film release, but then like the edit, you didn't, whatever, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Let's dive into opinions because. <laughs> I'll let you first... guys go first. <laughs> all right. First of all, them trees turned real fucking quick. I know that they're not trees, they're ends. It's fine, but I'm gonna keep calling them trees because I find it funny. Um, so these trees turned and changed their opinion so fast. It was so fast. Like <laughs> it was like one look and they're like, oh, uh-uh. They burned down like a section of forest. I no. No, I'm not. No, fuck them. No, they're dead to me. <laughs> Slash, they will just die. That's what's about to happen. And I just, like, first of all, I understand that as a human being. Like, I just, I understand that as a mood. Like, we're like, you know what? I'm just not going to get involved. And then somebody, like, mentions that they might have heard a kitten one time. And then you're like, no, throw them to the wolves. They're dead to me. <laughs> <laughs> which is just <laughs> I don't know it was identifiable but it was also just very funny but also because they're the stewards of the trees um, one would think because that is still their forest they would have known that something was going on because that's sort of their job to keep track of the trees yeah there used to be more ants there's a like an appendix in the book there so yeah there used to be more they done lost yeah. all the women ants yeah, they mentioned that in this, too. They're like, there used to be way more of us, but, well, it's just us now. And they clearly don't really move that much. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I mean, as far as, like, keeping track of the trees and making sure things are staying okay, they don't really do that very often because they just don't seem to have the time, I guess. Yeah, they're not even living <laughs> trees in Middle-earth. <laughs> like fuck i don't know we're we just don't look we have we have too many trees and not enough time okay <laughs> <laughs> what it comes down to like all right fine fair but i don't know i don't know i guess they also don't just like talk to non-sentient trees which i guess is a thing that i was also assuming that the trees in that forest could do <laughs> which is weird but anyway <laughs> Huh, that, and, um, I don't, I can't think of, like, what else I really thought, other than, God, this movie felt long. It just, it felt long. I fully fell asleep during a section of this. Mind you, missed nothing. Missed absolutely (laughs) nothing. Yeah. (laughs) Because, like, like, I guess it was, um, when they were, um, it was, like, during a section of fighting, at um at uh Helm's Deep, like during a section of it. Not the first section, but I think the second one. Okay. Um but like, yeah, so I didn't realistically I didn't miss anything, but I also was like, this feels I don't know. I feel like I should have been able to like fall asleep during this. <laughs> like it something about this felt like it could have been broken up in such a way that it like that I wasn't tired by that point during a literal battle sequence. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. But hey, there it is. Also, um, Elrond was unnecessarily mean, I think, during that scene. <laughs> like, I feel like, wait, <laughs> this man. 
is I'm... being very rude. So many words on that. Like, <laughs> like, I mean, he's not wrong, just given the nature of how time and aging works for different <laughs> for races half elves. Ex- exactly. It just didn't need to happen like that. And, uh, he didn't need to be that rude. <laughs> yeah. My main gripes with this movie is just all of the useless Arwen stuff that just doesn't go anywhere. Yeah. It doesn't. And it gets even worse in Return of the King. Oh my fucking God. Yeah. Uh, uh... All Jesus has the apparent ability to just be across the planet, like just simultaneously. Just. It's fine. I'm just having a vision. I'm just, There's a lot. I'm just astral projecting. It's okay. <laughs> just a thing that like she's just constantly doing. There's a lot to unpack there, and I could get into it, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, it's a fun thing that she can do, and fine. Um, I've I have no qualms with her being able to do that. It's just one of those things where like. They're requiring you to delay a lot, like to just delay a lot of, or just sorry, suspend disbelief. Dis- yeah. Wow. Suspension of disbelief. Thank you. Suspension yeah, I got disbelief. you. <laughs> yeah, they're, asking, they're asking you to do that a lot with a lot of things. For some reason, that felt like a wild, small bridge too far. Like just that small little thing was just like, okay, why is she astral projecting? This doesn't fully make sense. I don't, like, I mean, I, 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 I can understand, but it's also just not a thing that's like set up well prior to this point. Yeah. Like she she just does it, which I don't I don't know. Fuck it. <laughs> I don't know fuck it is my final opinion <laughs> on that. <laughs> Alrighty. Are are you ready for me to talk for a literal half hour? Uh-huh. Like, yeah. Okay. Here's the problem I have with this movie. And it is the inaccuracies of the stupid freaking movie. I love Lord of the Rings. But this movie absolutely kills me. And here's why. A. The entire Battle of Helm's Deep is not accurate. In the book, it is 3,000 men Mm. against 10,000 Urukai. And there ain't no elves there. (laughs) Like, Lorien does not show up with nothing, alright? Like, no Haldir, no Haldir dying. Like, they far away. They're going to the Grey Havens like they done, right? So, like, you know what? We've done enough for this entire land, um, and I think it's time for us to leave. They have that whole fucking speech about how it's no longer their time. Basically. Basically. <laughs> that's what they were doing. They were in the process of moving out, right? <laughs> we are moving. We don't have time for your bullshit (laughs) (laughs) which also i understand that that's a mood but mm, (laughs) how quickly they forget that that's what's happening right and that's such a weird thing to have because we know the elves are leaving we've heard that all in the first movie like Mm. ah it's so weird and it doesn't fit and i dislike that then they did my boy Famir dirty, all right. <laughs> <laughs> they did him God, dirty in the book. He is so much better. 
He runs into mm-hmm. Frodo and Sam. Also, they don't go to Osgiliath. <laughs> like, they added in all that for no reason, which made this movie drag out so much more. Uh, we could have had one musical sequence. <laughs> <laughs> one musical sequence, and that would have taken care of Frodo and Sam's entire section. Basically. But <laughs> I would have loved it so much. <laughs> Would have cut this movie yeah. down by a full hour. <laughs> I really would have. It honestly really would have. But my boy Faramir is so good in the books in particular. And I wish they kept that in the movies. Because firstly I gotta back up a little bit because you know in the first movie when Boromir says, I had this dream about like coming to Rivendell. Mm-hmm. Faramir had that dream first. Like, their whole family is vaguely psychic. Anyone with the blood of Numenor is, like, vaguely psychic because they have, like, some elf blood in them, but I digress. Um, But Faramir had that dream first. I'm just saying, he would have been a better choice because you know why? He runs into Frodo and Sam, knows about the ring, and says, I would not pick that up if it laid by the roadside. (laughs) It's like, I don't want it. I'm not here for it. I don't. Right. He's like, I, I do not want this. this. <laughs> I don't need this shit in my life right now. Everything is fucked up as it is. I don't need this piece of shit thing right now. Right. No, you're right. I'm mainly laughing because that is my exact response to how I would react if someone presented me with this as a thing. I'd be like, listen. Everything is falling apart. I don't have time to that was, make a delivery. That was basically <laughs> his reaction. So he doesn't... I don't know why. <laughs> anyway. So um, he doesn't take them to Abgiliath and is all like, I'm gonna give the ring to my dad, then maybe dad will love me. <laughs> oh but... my god. <laughs> the things we do for a parent's love. <laughs> He's like, nah, y'all need to go and get rid of that. Also, you probably shouldn't trust the little attic there. (laughs) Maybe don't trust the crackhead to lead you to a volcano? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. General rules. Just a thought there, Frodo. Don't trust the ring-addicted crackhead to bring you to the one place where the ring will no longer be there. Yeah. Girl, like, that's just... Faramir is the voice of reason in that entire book, alright? And when Sam just looks at him and is like, are you for real right now? You you for real right now? You just took off his fucking leash? Are you kidding? Are you kidding? Like, like, boyfriend fight begins, and I just... (laughs) That's so real! I fully side with him on this argument. Oh, I yeah. just do. Oh, like, Sam's no... Sam's completely correct. I'm just saying, like he put so much effort into the relationship. Oh, <laughs> he really did. <laughs> He's just right. Um, <laughs> I mean, at least they kept like a little bit of Faramir being like, "Hey, like, don't listen to him." Because they give him that one scene with him, like, pinning Smeagol up against the wall. Like, listen, you hurt them. I hurt you. You got it? Mm-hmm. It's like, 
Like he was ready to throw they down are baby. to the hobbits. <laughs> like they are baby. <laughs> they are baby. Basically, <laughs> they is babies. <laughs> they is babies. <laughs> <laughs> Every descriptor that we're giving to all of these scenes is honestly better than um, the actual. Well. <laughs> Well, yes, but also just better than the plot summary. Like, just... Yes. <laughs> Which I love. Oh, man. <laughs> but, yeah, they did my boy dirty because they took away all of his honor. Like, mm. he is the best of them. He knows what's up. He's like, yeah, my father nuts. And, like, I ain't giving him nothing. Mm. So. They made him too too much like yeah. the too much like his brother they made him like boromir and that's not okay that was I, a mistake <laughs> it was a big mistake i love boromir don't get me wrong absolutely love him love sean bean mm. but he was extra fine in there's mm, but there is such a canonical difference between faramir and boromir that I wish they had kept. Because then yeah. you get the very interesting juxtaposition of one being very much the father's favorite and mm-hmm. being the like the typical like brawny man type, right? Like Boromir's mm-hmm. smart, but he's still like typical brawny man. Mm-hmm. And Faramir being decidedly like abused um Mm -hmm. and being more of like a book smart character yeah oh yeah that would have been nicer yeah i would have liked it more fuck oh i know welcome to my world okay (laughs) god damn it i like uh and there's and I agree with you, Dane, on the stuff with Arwen. Again, I absolutely adore her. Yeah, she's mm-hmm. great, but like, why all the extra? We didn't need it. It doesn't go anywhere. It doesn't go anywhere? And in particular, it makes no sense because of how half-elves work, in mm-hmm. which they can literally choose to be mortal. Yep. And, like, okay, so one of the things that I remember upon my first watching this back in 2002 <laughs> is not actually realizing that they were half-elves. My brain didn't understand what a half-elf was, is basically just what that comes to. Yeah. Um. So, like, I <laughs> I don't know. I was I was a baby nerd. I didn't know anything. It's fine. Um. I figured it out after that. Um. But it was, like, actually pretty recent that I figured out that they were half-elves. It was actually unnecessarily recent. Um, Like, talking about it was, like, a couple years ago. That is... (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Like, like, it occurred to me mainly because I was looking at their hair. And I know that that's, like, not the best of reasons No, that that. you're you're actually correct in that. Mm Mm-hmm. I had figured. I figured that that was like what that that was like sort of the indicator that they were giving us 
but I it's like it's such a loose connection that like I don't know. I understand why, for example, I didn't make the connection. I could understand why a casual observer wouldn't make that connection either. Right. <laughs> but yeah, like uh, Lord Elrond and his family having dark hair was like your indicator of, oh, they're different because, you know, it goes back to Baron and Luthien and Luthien being a badass and I love her. <laughs> but that's in yeah. the Silmarillion and that's not what we're talking about today. <laughs> We're talking about Arwen. <laughs> and I, like I said, I love her. I love her so much. It's just, you did not need your parts right now. You really didn't. It just interrupts the flow of the movie. I get it. You love your man. And I respect that. <laughs> and also for her entire part to basically be that throughout right. the course of this movie. I was like, that's not that's not a thing that we needed. Um, <laughs> this sequence does not... Nothing in any of these movies passes any sort of Bechdel test. We mentioned that last time. Oh, but then yeah, you have egregious scenes like this and then egregious scenes like, oh, yeah, no, um, we only have 300 men here and... Yeah, sure, we got thousands of women. Whatever, that's fine. We have three We have Aowen who's ready to throw down. <laughs> ready and prepared to... She is... Girl wants in, and I love her for it. And everybody's like, are you kidding? Are you fucking kidding? No. <laughs> the fuck? And I'm like, what? what? Really? Really? Fucking really? You had, like... Hmm. Oh, mm. wait till you talk about <laughs> so Eowyn, because she's sword wife. She's sword mm. wife. <laughs> uh, there was that line about shield women of... Um, the shield maiden of Rohan. There it is. Yeah. What? Yeah. And I was like, so precedent is set for the women to fight. And then everybody in the movie is like, we will protect the women and children and they will do nothing. Yep. <laughs> like, Wait, no, that's not how that works. Like, oh God. Like, I mean, yes, that can be how that works, but also that shouldn't be the only way that that works. Also, the best way to protect somebody is to teach them how to defend themselves. That's uh -huh. always the best way to do it. And for that to be not how that, like, went is dumb like it's just it it's fucking stupid but then also she clearly did know how to fight so i mean someone oh, yeah. taught her at some point so like, I, that's I think good, but... i think aomer taught her if i remember correctly but whatever and like even mm. in that one scene like aon says the women of this land learned long Ooh. ago this is well established that they fight <laughs> Yes, they are fighty people. So then I'm blaming this solely on, like, literally just solely on, I, well, okay, I don't, hmm, it's not a thing where I can blame, um, where I can blame the director, but I want to so badly. Um, <laughs> I want, like, I think, actually, this is what I would say. I would blame... Um, the director for not making the decision to um, update that mm -hmm. as a thing that they could update as a thing they could easily see 
and also a line that they allowed in and included that would have hinted that, oh, we should have gone with that. (laughs) That's a thing we should have, like, allowed to happen. Like, if while all that fighting was going down on the interior, we just see the women sharpening some fucking swords, like, (laughs) listen, we don't want to do this, but... If they break through and we have to throw it down, we are ready. And like that, that's just a better one. That's a better image Two, that that just, oh, the power, the power behind the being prepared and ready. And also just the potential to see some women cut down some Urukai is is very much what I wanted. Um, Like, that's actually a thing I wanted. I wanted to see that, and we didn't get to see that, and that made me sad. Well, yeah, I I get it because it it didn't happen in the book, but, like, Mm -hmm. they set up a a precedent in the movie and then didn't fulfill the precedent, and that's what this movie is. You know what? They set up (laughs) precedents, and then they didn't fulfill them, and it makes me angry. Yeah, it's it's one of those like oh, so they went like part way in a better direction and then stopped, and I'm like, wait, <laughs> but like, why? Like in the next movie, we get total reversal on like um, Arwen's choice and stuff. We finally get to see Swordwife fight. So, oh uh, god, I'm so ready. Like I can't actually begin to explain to y'all how ready I am for her to beat some ass in this next movie i'm oh, so god, ready yes. oh. I, I adore her yeah. so much god yes but <sighs> mm-hmm. and this movie added in things they didn't need to mm-hmm. you know the wild thing i think you can truly skip through this movie you can you can just jump past this one and pretend it never happened the only thing is so sad (laughs) like that's not how a trilogy is supposed to work for a trilogy to work you are not supposed to be able to cut out the middle movie and the story still works that means that whole middle movie didn't need to be there and that means you didn't write that middle movie correctly. Like, that's literally oh, just how that works. And I, oh, oh definitely. God, this is definitely so the weakest of the trilogy. Uh, yeah, really and... the only thing that is really important in this is you meet Gollum. Mm-hmm. Um, Gandalf comes back. Gandalf comes and back. Gandalf and Saruman is out of the picture. And you mm-hmm. meet Ao, and we have to set her up for the next movie. Yeah, so like there's all a of this could have been taken care of. Introduce all right. of this could be taken care of in an hour and a half, <laughs> or you an know? hour and forty minutes, and not three hours. I still, I'm still aggravated that most of the movies on this list in the first like twenty or whatever are like three hours long. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, it doesn't need to be that way. I don't know why they chose to do that. That is literally more work for them. The Academy that, loves that long pays off less. That's like, true. The I, Academy loves epics. So. They yeah. do, and it's just so fucking aggravating, and they really don't need it. And I just, I don't want, I don't want any more of them. Um, <laughs> but, well, here we go, down the rest of this list. Oh, fuck. Um... <laughs> God, this movie's aggravating. Like, uh, 
And it's the only one that I like that I it's the only one that doesn't get above an eight from me. Oh yeah. It doesn't. This one does not get above an eight for me. Even relying on the actual like relying on the um on the order that we usually go in with the with the numbers and whatnot, doesn't get above an eight for at least two reasons. One of which were there pacing issues? Fuck yes, there were pacing issues. I fell asleep during a battle. Excuse me? <laughs> Does it, not... And that had nothing to do with me being sleepy. It was early in the day that I watched the movie. There was no reason I should have fallen asleep during it. And I wasn't in bed. I wasn't even... I was in my living room. And my living room's comfortable, sure. But, like, I'm not... Like, my... Let's put it this way. My couch is not a couch that you sleep on. <laughs> it simply ah. isn't. It, it simply isn't. So, and yet I passed the fuck out on my couch. My non-sleepable couch. And, and that was just fine. And I didn't really miss anything. And it just, it, like, that's not, that then speaks to that being not great there were i will call them generously i will call them plot issues in that like again if you're setting things up and you don't follow through with them until a later movie there are some things that that's fine for like overarching character development i can kind of understand that but when you don't do those things uh, I don't know. It just bothers me. And also when you can sort of cut certain things and it like will still make sense. So then you made it like needlessly long. Us Gilead. Yeah. Like that whole, uh, I mean that, I don't know, whatever. I'm also fine with seeing the fell beasts as much as possible. Cause they're kind of dope. And I a little bit. Oh, they're entirely it. dope, but we can yeah. just get like sweeping shots of them. That'd be cool. Yeah. I, just, I love the ring wraiths in general. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think oh, that's, you know uh, what? what what it was during this one that i had the active thought of wow the death eater animation is literally almost exactly the same <laughs> that was i had that thought this time with this movie for some reason not the last one didn't think of it then wait death theater or not, dementor not death theater sorry dementor, dementor. Okay. dementor. yeah <laughs> Granted, occasionally some of the shots that you do get of the of the um of the Death Eaters while they're flying and also wearing a mm. cloaks and like coverings and things like you do get, anyway whatever that's not the point. My, <laughs> point is, um, <laughs> my point is the some of those shots I was like oh fuck oh fuck these are like the same <laughs> interesting. Like, I don't know. It's a good, it's an interesting thing stylistically. And I guess it also makes sense and has a lot to do with us being afraid of fire mm-hmm. or afraid of fire, afraid of shadow. Yeah. I don't know. I said fire. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My brain's tired. That's why I said fire. Um, But yeah, no, like being afraid of shadowy things and specifically how shadowy things sort of interact with our world and like, oh God, what if, like, what if shadow personified is a thing that's chasing you? Mm. Which, sure um that is scary and a scary concept so that works fine um i'm trying to think of what else is on that list though oh the rating system 
Yeah. Uh, I'll pull it up in a second. Uh, I will add that um, the presence of the Nazgul is one of the reasons why I rate um, Fellowship higher than this, because the entire third is just so tension-ridden because that's the constant, ever-present threat in that movie. Yeah. At least for the first mm-hmm. part. The other two just kind of, that kind of goes away. I feel, mm-hmm. except for that one scene in the dead marshes, actually swamps because it's actually a, smart, a swamp because there's the presence of woody vegetation. Anyway, um, oh yeah, also just <laughs> inaccuracies like that, <laughs> but that's fine. Uh, Again, also ecology students, thing. everyone, ecology students. Yeah, hey. and and that's one of those things where I'm like, they that was a that was one of those things where it's like, oh, um, the director didn't look this up. And didn't care to. Um, and like, but that's an easy thing that you can look up and an I easy mean, thing to be edited out of the background. It's, it's called The Dead Marshes in the Book. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yes, but then one would imagine that you would then look up what a marsh is. Like, I've. Uh, of the bullshit that I have had to research while <laughs> writing literally fucking anything, like, what a marsh is is one of those things like or not one of the, not one of those things directly because i haven't had to do that specifically mm-hmm. but i've looked up what rivers exist in certain towns in like the middle east that have absolutely nothing to do with my story mm-hmm. <laughs> but it was fully for the story that i was looking it up like and i will do that because i there's one line that i want to be correct so and i didn't have a couple billion dollars to make a movie. (laughs) And that's the level of research I'm putting into something. All I'm saying, if if you've been handed that much money, put in some research behind the words that are used. Yeah, it's for me, it's kind of a toss-up between um, like general ecological accuracy and then faithfulness to the source material. Because if you just outright change a name, (laughs) that's a little... Mm -hmm. Oh, I wasn't even saying change the name. Oh. I was saying, like, the things that, like, oh, ecologically speaking, the difference between a marsh and a swamp is this. Yeah. So maybe we don't have this thing in the background. Hmm. Oh, true. Yeah. Or, like, yeah. yeah. So maybe we don't have the veg- the like hmm. the vegetation or yeah. we try our best to make sure that that's not there or whatever. Like, it's that kind of thing. I mean, admittedly, that does add extra work but like also they spent so much fucking time and money on this movie i think they maybe could have spent like a short amount of time on that yeah like oh and maybe also there's why like there's an example of like the set designer maybe like faltering a little bit Mm. (laughs) going back to why it might not have won the set design piece of it true but like yeah i mean granted like anyone in the academy are like, are the dead marshes really a swamp? <laughs> or a marsh, yeah. I don't think those are the questions they ask when they're judging a nominee for best set design. <laughs> well, they should. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> what if that was like the level of like, cri- the level of scrutiny that they gave to everything? <laughs> because oh, truly God. if they did that, honestly, none of the movies that have won in the last few years would have deserved it. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's just what oh god anytime i watch like any movie that has like recently won an oscar i just sort of like die inside (laughs) (laughs) like what this didn't deserve that like what 
like I mean the the last one that I like super definitely agreed with I mean other than like of the ones that I've seen to clarify like for example I haven't seen um I haven't seen uh fuck what was the what was that that year that they announced the wrong one it was Moonlight that was it there oh it yeah Moonlight. Moonlight oh I haven't yeah, seen la, Moonlight la, la. but that one probably deserved it but I don't know I have no grounds for believing that it deserved it but I could also probably see that it deserved it I, I'm willing to give that one the benefit of the doubt mainly because black people are involved and I just tend to do that but whatever that's fine we'll leave that alone now Black Panther was the last one that I saw that like won something and it was costume design and I was like yeah yeah no, because again the level of like the level of detail and again scrutiny that they put on every part of that during costume design yeah fuck yeah yeah that's that deserves this that deserves the win um also i don't think we had any like did we have any period pieces that year i don't know Mm. what year was that <laughs> that's a question but anyway yeah mm-hmm. oh and uh jv the rating system that is here mm-hmm. uh one plot is the story compelling two pacing does the story move at a reasonable pace three yeah. acting and characters do the actors sell what's on screen and are the characters compelling four writing is a script and dialogue noticeably good soundtrack is the score memorable directing does the movie as a whole stand out as a piece of art Cinematography, how well is the movie shot visually? Immersion, did you stay engaged? Uh, Rewatchability, (laughs) would you want to watch this movie multiple times? And 10, overall enjoyability, was the movie fun or provocative of meaningful thought or emotion? Shit, I gotta give this one a five. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) It's like, honestly, like, as we're going through it, I was like, fuck, wait. A lot of these feel like kind of connected um, in a way. like. So does the plot move and like, does it like the, does the plot move and things like that? Like there were issues there, there were pacing issues. So like, then I get to, I don't know it, it there. I'm going to have to give it like a five because I, and also part of that being the, like, would I watch it again? I'm like, I rewatch it for this, but now in rewatching it for this, I'm also thinking, fuck, I don't want to like rewatch it again. <laughs> like additionally to this. Um, I like if I have to rewatch these, I'm skipping to the next one. Oh wow! <laughs> like mainly because I don't need to. Like I don't need to sit for three hours to figure out what the fuck happened in this movie. I could. I don't need to. Like it's <laughs> like there are things that we do need to see. But again, if I could summarize the whole thing in about an hour and a half, like I like if if I can cut out enough of it and only see like an hour and a half of it, like it it'll just be fine. Like yeah. and, and I I don't at that point then need to go back and watch the entire thing over and over again. Yeah, right. And uh, I think okay, so the music was memorable, but also partially because the uh, difference in music between the last one and this one, it feels like I'm then giving it a almost a legacy pass, which I guess is fine. Mm. Um. Hmm. Did I stay engaged? Again, I fell asleep during the battle, so there's, there's that. I'm like, I don't know. Like, uh, did I overall enjoy myself? Like, uh, 
I had more fun during our conversations about scenes than I did watching the movie. Oh. And that's, 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 I mean, granted, that's because we, we have great conversations and whatnot. So, like, there is that. But, I mean, like, I don't know. Um, like, I had, I, I have more fun watching this movie, watching the boyfriend arguments, and really just making, <laughs> making a case in my brain for them being boyfriends and arguing with each other. They I are, though. The oh, God, they're just, they're so in love. <laughs> Oh, oh JV, wait till uh, we get to the next movie. Mm. But I mean, we had compelling characters, so there is that. There is um it was visually very pretty. Um it had or well at least visually interesting. Pretty might be the wrong word. There's a lot of not pretty things, but <laughs> things that like stood out visually. Um and like I don't know, like there there are just I think the only character that I like, and I, I think I mentioned this the last time we tried to to record this, but like, um, the costume designer went a little too hard on Wormtongue. Dressed in black. Like, I mean, like, dress him in black, make him pale as fuck, and like, make it look like he's just constantly drooling black for some reason. Like, I don't know. He he looked gross in a way that I felt was unnecessary. <laughs> like, like I mean, we're supposed to know that he's evil, sure, but it's more compelling when he doesn't look that way. Mm-hmm. Like it's more it. You would have been more compelling if he didn't look and also act like, um, like, oh God, what was the the one from? Oh, I'm thinking literally Wormtail is literally who I'm thinking of. <laughs> That's why that was funny. Um, but like, if if they didn't behave ultimately the same way, like between the two of them, like if they didn't behave the same way, I would have felt differently about it. But yeah. nah, nah. And all the memorable scenes from like this one, the things that like stand out that I will remember, all actually don't come from this one. They come either from a clip from the previous movie or, um something that actually I thought happened in this one but that happens in the next one. <laughs> okay. Also, okay. Saruman's tower looks like a giant penis. Anyway, moving forward. Oh, you're right. Yeah, or think <laughs> is a giant phallus. <laughs> I mean, the eye is His ionic as else. <laughs> Alright, so All right. my rating, I guess, I go next. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I'm giving it a nine. Um, the only star it is missing is immersion because of the Arwen shit. I just rolled my goddamn eyes. Uh, and like, I, I personally didn't like, I was not affected by any of like the pacing issues in this movie. So I gave it a star for pacing because I just didn't notice it because I just have such a great time watching Lord of the Rings. Mm, fair. So that is why uh, I gave it a star. Although you almost convinced me, JV, to take that star away to give it a give it an eight. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Well, again, it, for some people, they could fall asleep during yeah. a battle sequence, and <laughs> it'll still be like fine. But I, it also partially is because I fell asleep during the battle sequence, woke up, and then things still made sense. Yeah. Even though I mm-hmm. definitely 
lost time. Or like, not even that it made sense, but that I felt like I didn't miss anything. That's actually more what it is. Like, if I felt if I fall asleep during a thing that's supposed to be like a big part of the movie, I yeah. shouldn't. Like it, I should feel like I missed something. Yeah. I feel compelled to rewind yeah. and go. I re I rewound and went back literally just because I, because of this. Like I didn't like feel like I needed to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Christy. Um. All right. I I bounce between like a six point five and a seven on this one because, as you know, I adore Lord of the Rings. I have a problem when it comes to Lord of the Rings. Uh, <laughs> Yes, correct. Dear listeners, uh, for those who don't know, yeah, I've I've learned some Elvish, and you can all judge me for that. Please <laughs> judge me for that. In fact, but... if you judge her, we'll stab you. There's the reason. I'm, there's definitely yes. a reason why we brought Christine on for these episodes. <laughs> <laughs> If they didn't understand what I talk about, like Monway, <laughs> they, they get it now. But exactly. I, I bounce between a six point five and a seven on this because I, while I love Lord of the Rings, this is the least not cohesive. Isn't the word I'm looking for, but it's close. Yeah. This is like the least cohesive movie for me. The plot, yeah, I'm there for that. The pacing has a thousand issues because they put in things that they didn't need to be put in and they probably cut out things that they shouldn't have cut out. And, like, the characters I adore. Except they botch Faramir's character and I will never forgive them for that. (laughs) The writing, I quote this Mm. so often. So it is. (laughs) (laughs) The yeah. score. I literally have um four four songs off this soundtrack in a Lord of the Rings and Mixed CD in my car <laughs> right now. <laughs> I love that. So <laughs> Directing, yeah. like the movie does the movie as a whole stand out as a piece of art? Like it's a Lord of the Rings. These set pieces are beautiful. Mm-hmm. New Zealand is beautiful, which also goes hand-in-hand with cinematography. Mm-hmm. Immersion. This is the one that kills me slightly because Ar- <laughs> I love Arwen. Her scenes kill me. Yep. Mm-hmm. And rewatchability, like, I have rewatched this multiple times, but that's because I watch all three of them at once. Yeah, so. I totally may binge all of these again because we're in quarantine and I just love these movies so damn much. <laughs> right. And like and, uh, overall enjoyability, I'm here for Lord of the Rings. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I mean, uh like the trilogy as a whole still gets like a nine from me. Yeah. A nine and a half. So like I mean this one. I think, but I also think that's a little bit telling that this one doesn't really like take away from that. Like, yeah, with the number of issues that I have with this one, it doesn't take away from the overall trilogy, which says more about the like quality of the other two movies and why I understand the placement of this one in the um, on the top 250 list. Yeah. 
Oh man! All this one is number fifteen. Um, oh man! When we get to Return of the King, <gasps> I love it. Return I love it so much. Yeah. It's perfect, and I love it. So good. <laughs> I'm probably watching it tomorrow. No, fuck. Oh my god. I hope you're uh, ready for like a two-hour podcast on that one. I'm prepared. But so behind the scenes for like the listeners, despite the fact that like by the time they hear this, it'll absolutely have happened. Like the only thing that like is preventing me from watching it tomorrow is literally that at 9 a.m. I have to be up, ready, and ready to fucking go <laughs> for a D&D live stream. Oh, yeah. A charity live stream, nonetheless, which is great. Oh, fuck, I didn't tell y'all in the group chat, I'm bringing Brandon to that. <laughs> oh, God, yes. Yeah. Uh, listeners, so, um, so just, uh, we may have gone over it a little bit, um, but the three of us are in a D&D group together where I am the <laughs> master, and JB and Christine are players, and yep. Brandon is JB's character. <laughs> a, a flying elf. Um, I a dark ranger. Yes. Brandon is wonderful. Um, and I'm bringing Brandon literally because I don't know what to expect. And Brandon is the best thing that I've ever built. (laughs) 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 Fully just the literal best able to do pretty much. Like, I don't know the fact that like I've already maxed out dexterity. I maxed out dexterity when we got to level five, which is a lot, but that's what I did. And that's where that is. Very lethal, highly lethal, and just continues to be lethal. I don't even know if I'm going to have to fight anything. I don't know what's happening tomorrow. (laughs) There's a distinct possibility I won't even need to fight. And if that happens, I'll be a little bit sad, but I won't be that sad. (laughs) It'll be fine. I'm ex- I'm just excited to play. It'll be fun. But um, because that's at 9 a.m., I'm like, I don't I don't know. I have to dye my hair today. And that's like pretty much the last thing on my agenda today. <laughs> that and like another game that has to happen today. Because gaming, woof. Gaming's fine. Um, but I'm excited to watch the to watch Return of the King. I might see if I can convince the family to make that a family movie night. <laughs> just because I don't know, they're gonna be in my fucking house anyway. I might as well. Wait. Um, <laughs> hmm Yes. Specifically the last one. We'll make them watch the other two. Just the last one. I don't even think my little brother has seen it, which is I mean, granted. When this movie came out, my little brother hadn't been born yet. Ah, yeah. (laughs) So, and my sister was, I believe, one. No, I'm sorry. My sister actually hadn't been born yet either. So there's that. Um, This movie is older than both of my siblings, um, which feels insane. It feels insane. But I don't know. I think that's one of the good things about period piece movies is that they hold up always. Um, Like, this is a movie that will not not make sense. Hence why, again, no fan casting needed. Um, (laughs) Right. Just nothing needed there. Oh, but you know what? Oh, because we do... 
in place of the fan casting, something needs to happen. I know we said office comedy for the last time. <laughs> God damn it. Still, that still fucking kills me to think like I I thought about that the other day and laughed for a solid five minutes straight and I can't uh honestly much like how last night I was cackling because um because of the Saruman is compensating um <laughs> he is though yeah he suddenly decides to destroy Rohan <laughs> oh god um oh so we got we got to think of like one hmm. like what we did for fellowship where fellowship is definitely like the office of this trilogy oh my god um yep. uh, oh my god i think i got it what a Love Actually style rom com. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! I just thought of like Sam with the sides. Oh my god! The movie's like already there. Like it's between. Change the soundtrack a little bit <laughs> between Frodo and Sam, yep, and Legolas and Gimli, and Eowyn's thirst. <laughs> like we got it. <laughs> God, she delivers thirst very well, and also that one scene with the flag as it's slowly flying away. <laughs> Just for some reason, I was like, if she breaks into song right here, it'll be fine. <laughs> Like, <laughs> she, she sings later. I she mean, sings later. first in the song in Two Towers, so. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, uh, I, I know I that song. I love that. We needed. Oh, God. I, it's so. Oh, oh uh, my God. This freaking movie. Uh, you know, I'm honestly uh, glad we're done with this movie so we can actually get to Return of the King, which I will talk yeah. about forever. Same. Oh, I'm very, very hyped for that. And uh, on that, we can like, we can wrap this one. So, uh, thank y'all for listening. Um, <laughs> thank y'all for listening, and like, continue to stay safe. Um, by the time this comes out, I don't really fucking know what the quarantine situation is gonna be, but um, just stay safe and do what you can to uh, be healthy and good um, and whatnot, and. Uh, um oh fuck i didn't finish the merch store shit um i will get there uh anyway by the time this is up that will definitely have happened and will have been up for about three weeks at that point i think possibly depending on how fast i do this um and uh so check that out we're on social media and whatnot um i'm gonna find us at wannabe uh, or sorry at film buffs pod on twitter um and from there, actually, all of our links are are sort of saved there, so you'll be able to find them. They're also on the website, so, you know, you can go there, too. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and uh, be well. Do as much good work as you possibly can, but also don't feel pressured because you're in quarantine at the moment, but, you know. Um, and uh, turn up to some seal. Turn up to some Anya. <laughs> 
turn up some pure moods honestly that's really what you should be doing um and (laughs) and stay safe (laughs) jesus christ i'm I'm fully deceased (laughs) 